Welcome. Welcome on into the first round fantasy podcast. Your first choice for second round advice. Gabriel Baramontes and a crazed Niners fan here today to talk playoff matchups, our fantasy MVPs. And no, 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 no. That is not the real Christian McCaffrey. Let's not get too rowdy up in here. What do Jacob you Barley. mean? <laughs> Jacob Barley, how you doing, bud? What's up, man? Uh, shout out to my brother, Jonah Bartley, for getting me this jersey for Christmas. It was the greatest gift ever. It even has a signature. Yeah. It has the signature stitched on it, too. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty hyped. I've been waiting to wear this um, for an episode this season. So what better one than the last official one of to wrap up the 2022 year? Wow, dude, that's a really good brother. And I don't. I've never been, maybe just because I don't have one, but like I've never been a guy that wears jerseys. Maybe I so should. Neither I was be- I. But you know what I realized is jerseys run big. Like whatever size you are in a regular t-shirt, you're the size below in a jersey. <clears throat> so this is a medium and it fits perfect and it feels comfortable and I like feel good. So just... uh little fashion tip for you there. All right, Jacob. Fashion tips from Jacob Bartley here on First Round Fantasy. I really need to do like a YouTube channel on that or something. <laughs> well, regardless, uh, you look fly. It looks cool. Congrats to the Niners for making the playoffs. But, hey, guess what? There's, I don't know, 13 other teams in the playoffs. So, true. So it's going to be fun. Niners have won 10 games in a row. Um they Brock Purdy is literally having, and this is stupid. I don't even like, I don't subscribe to this, but Brock Purdy is having the greatest start to an NFL career of all time. Just saying it's true. You know, that's a little forethought. Not really, but you know, we're going to do our dark horse slash Cinderella players of the year. And like in the NFL, Brock Purdy is that guy. Went from oh, Mr. Sure. Irrelevant to playoff yeah. quarterback to, who knows, maybe a little bit more. But exciting wow. things to come out of San Francisco. But before we get into our MVPs of the year, our Dark Horses of the year, we go over our Dark Horse stats of the year. We're going to look at the playoff brackets of the year. We want to welcome you all into the First Round Fantasy Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at First Round Fantasy here on YouTube at First Round Fantasy or wherever you listen to your podcast, most notably Spotify or Apple Premium at First Round Fantasy. Man, oh man, what a start to the offseason it's been for the teams that did not make the playoffs. Five head coaches have been fired uh, as of this morning. That means there are vacancies in uh, Denver. There are vacancies in Indianapolis, Carolina, Arizona, and the Houston Texans. They're all looking for new head coaches. And guess what? The Chicago Bears have the number one overall pick of the next year's NFL draft. Jacob, they draft a quarterback, or have they found their franchise QB with Justin Fields? Gut reaction, go. Look, I – that is a very, very difficult question. But I will say, if they draft a quarterback, they have to trade Justin Fields. Oh, of course. They have to. Or because the the number one player in this draft is likely going to be a quarterback. So trade out. Get whatever you can. Get the most you can, Chicago. And keep – look, if I, I'm no GM. I'm no coach. I'm not qualified. But if I were them, I'll, I'm saying this with very little knowledge of the upcoming quarterback class. But I know that, like – there's a number one quarterback coming out. Justin Fields, I would keep Justin Fields. Look what he did this year. Like, and the fans are already attached to him. That's important. That's not like just throw it away. That's important. I would trade out, get as much as I can, and keep Justin Fields. I couldn't agree more. I was a little nervous. Uh, hence the trade on player on the trade block in our fantasy league. Just because, you know, this is a new regime. It wasn't the regime that drafted uh Justin Fields and it it's just kind of scary. You got the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. Yeah, you know what it does? Draft, it they really, draft, but they can also get their draft capital. So I understand. It that. really um puts like you know you thought that oh Justin Fields going into 2023 locked in QB one on the Bears and now it like 
puts all of that into question. Let's put it into a percentage, though. Percentage that Justin Fields stays in Chicago. I think I'm going pretty strong here. Yeah, me too. Five percent he stays, unless it's some weird fluke of a thing that happens. Um, you know, look what he was able to do. We'll get into it. We'll talk about Justin Fields in a little bit. See now. So I'll just say, look, uh, I think you know. I looked this up really quick. So uh, CBS Sports. They're saying now that they, they already have a mock draft uh, based on the current stages. They're saying they're going to take Jalen Carter, uh, defensive lineman, and that Bryce Young will go number two to to Houston. Houston, yeah. So uh, it, maybe if they're saying that, then maybe Jalen Carter is worthy of going above one of these quarterbacks. But obviously, you have C.J. Stroud, you have Bryce Young. Those were the names I was thinking of that I couldn't pull up off the top of my head, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, man, it's going to be interesting. Look, this is why I love fantasy football and I love Dynasty. <laughs> Literally, even before the NFL playoffs start, we're already talking about this, which is crazy. And it, it, like, fantasy never ends. It never. That's why it's a fantasy, man. You just let your imagination run. Never ending. You know story. who's also a potential? Uh, what was it? The Never Ending Story. Yes, I do. It's a good. And movie. it's a fantasy movie. Very true. Very true. But hey, you know who um, also is projected to be a first round pick? The little guy by the name of Anthony Richardson, who we were <laughs> absolutely trashed on in uh, one of the leagues that we played in that we co managed together. And yeah, Debbie League. League. That we left already. <laughs> Shh, we don't tell people that. That's but, okay. Uh, let's get into it, Honestly. though. Let's, let's talk about this dark horse tracking. What do we mean by that? Well, Every single year, kind of our bread and money on this show, on this podcast, has been our Dark Horse Predictions of the Week, where Jacob and I each give you, the listeners, uh, our takes on uh, essentially a Dark Horse, a player that is coming out of the woodworks to outperform their projections that week. Maybe there were players that were solidified studs throughout the year who had down weeks, who were looking to rebound. Maybe they were players who were just sitting there on your waiver wires that we said, hey, you know what? Go for it. He's going to produce. Or, you know, maybe they were guys that were kind of toying with your bench and your flex spots all year long. And we told you, hey, here's confidence. Let's boost it. Start that guy in your lineup. Well, Jacob, you can see the notes right now. You can see how we did. Jacob, uh, asterisk next to his name. He did not participate in two weeks. He was out, and that's okay. I participated in all 17 weeks, which is amazing to me. I thought for sure I would have missed one. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's funny, Jacob. I'm looking at our stats, and people would say, we're a failing breed. We're <laughs> a dying animal. But in reality, what do I always say? Let's turn it into baseball stats. So on the year, Gabriel's dark horse success rate, uh, rate out of 17 weeks I got it right eight times. That's 47% or a 470 batting average, which is amazing in baseball, just so you know. Jacob Bartley, on the other hand, uh, five for 15, 33%, or he's hitting an amazing 330. Like, what are you going to do about that? That's a pretty that's like good a, batting that's average. That's an MVP batting average. Well, if you're an MVP batting average, then I'm a Guardians of the Galaxy playing in the NL. Well, hold on, though. You got to have, like, 95 RBIs and, like, 40 home runs also. That's very true. Or at least maybe 120 RBIs, you know? Very true. You know what, though, Jacob? This also didn't account for our push scenarios in which I had two and Ah. you had one. So it could have definitely boosted up. But I wanted to give it an honest, raw take. And what I meant by push is sometimes – uh, guys like Wandale Robinson in week seven, he got 11.7 points. I projected him to get above 12. So we look at that as a push. Um, also in week 11, when I picked Gus Edwards, he gave you 10.5 fantasy points. I projected him to get more than 12 fantasy points. They still performed under their projections, but they had a relatively okay fantasy day for your fantasy teams. So hopefully you're not too jaded by the advice that we gave you. Right, Jacob? Absolutely, yeah absolutely yeah and it's a perfect segue uh by the way today probably a quick show 
with that being said, to give you our rising underdogs of the year. These are the surprise Cinderella stories that came out of the woodworks and led your team to fantasy success, or however we want to kind of overview it as our dark horses of the year. These guys who really weren't on the radar, maybe they were, who knows, didn't perform that well, but they certainly lived up to the hype when it came down to it. Uh, and I couldn't be prouder of my pick. It is not. Wait, what? Why are you giving me a niner, Jacob? Stop with this. It's the season's over. I li- okay. So I saw, I saw the Khalif Raven one for the MVP. I did not look at the Rising Underdog one. Brock Purdy is not. Oh, I was rising. muted. I said I got him again. One more time for the end of the season. Oh. I will say this though, Brock Purdy, the NFLs. The NFL's yeah. underdog rising Cinderella story of the year. For slash sure. dark horse. A rising horse. underdog slash Cinderella story slash yearly dark horse. Yes. Yeah. What a story it's been. From mystery irrelevant to basically leading a 10-win team into the playoffs, surging right now are the San Francisco 49ers. We're not talking about them right now. We're talking about our dark horses of the year. And we're going to keep it short, and we're going to keep it sweet. And I'll start with mine, my dark horse uh, of the 2022 NFL season is none other than Bears quarterback Justin Fields. He was an ADP in the 13th round. He was the seventh QB taken. He finishes the QB five on the year in PPR. Nine QB one finishes on the year. He finished better than guys like Herbert and Brady and Rogers, who were all drafted before him. And I honestly think when you put this guy in a scenario where you decide to build around him, you put an offensive line around him, you give him some some offensive weapons to utilize, the sky is the limit for this player. And we were just talking about it a few minutes before this, Jacob. But, uh, you know, he stays in Chicago, even though the Bears have the number one pick. So I'm really excited for the prospects of uh, Justin Fields going forward. And I was very excited to have him on my fantasy team. Uh, No other, specifically in Dynasty this year, which was a pleasant surprise. I traded for him at the trade deadline. I gave up, I would say, a pretty good haul. Some would not. But uh, there you have it. That's my fantasy MVP or my fantasy dark horse for the 2022 season. Jacob, any thoughts? Yeah, so basically, I mean, I'm pretty sure you summed it up, but like basically this is a guy, these are unexpected heroes of the fantasy season. Maybe that's just what we should have called it, our unexpected heroes of the fantasy season. And Justin Fields absolutely fits that mold, man. I I was lucky enough to get him in one league. Like I picked him up because I think I had a bye week or an injury and it was just a random pickup. Like I, it was before he started going off and then like the next week he, he was on my bench, I believe. And that was when he had his first monster game. And I was like, Whoa. And I, <laughs> but the rest of my team fell apart. So I barely, no, actually it's due to like poor scoring systems in fantasy uh, on fantasy apps platforms, I should say. Um, because I was like the fourth highest scoring team by a mile and I didn't make the playoffs, but that's another problem for another day. Um, but still, like, I got a little bit of that Justin Fields action, and it was juicy. I'll tell you though what. And I, like, what a beautiful surprise that we got. And especially, like, all the hype. Remember going into that quarterback um, draft year, and it's, like, so much hype on Trevor Lawrence, so much hype on Trey mm-hmm. Lance. And, like, Trevor Lawrence is finally coming into his own, which is amazing. He could have been sure in this, is. He could have been in this category, like, one of us could have chosen Trevor Lawrence for this category, I believe. Same thing. He's balling. So suddenly you're looking at two guys who are going to be usable next year in redraft, who are going to be high-key dynasty super flex assets. And Justin Fields has now become that. And I love it because, like, for a Niners fan who never got to see this from – see even the opportunity for Trey Lance to do this. Like, we, we have no idea who what Trey Lance is. We haven't even got – we haven't even got the tip of the iceberg with him, but Trev- but Justin Fields, look, they need time. Look how much time Justin Fields got. And you could like our, in our inpatient society, they could have easily given up on him and, and nobody would have second guessed them. They'd be like, yeah, he had enough chances, whatever. 
but they stuck with him and they finally let him play to his strengths and it worked out. And that's a lesson we can all take in life. So Justin Fields, beautiful pick. Beautiful pick. And thank you, Jacob. That was very well said. It was almost, <laughs> it was very passionate. I, I like that. Um, gosh, you, you have, it's almost like it was my choice. Yeah, right? kind of. It's, but no, look, this is how much I love fantasy football, man. Like that's, that's where that's coming from. <laughs> All right, man. Well, Hey, before we get to yours, uh, let us know yours down in the comments. Who was your fantasy dark horse player of the year? And how did they surprise you this fantasy season? That was 2022. <clears throat> before hey, we get on to you. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, I need a little bit of time for a second here. Yeah, no uh, problem, man. Well, let's get to some comments in the chat. David Tulane says my fantasy MVP. Hey dude, you're getting, Oh, he was looking at the comments. My fantasy MVP was uh, Jacobs. I presume that was Josh Jacobs. Had him in my only league. Pretty sure I grabbed him in the sixth round. And uh, just like that, he's off to work. And he says, thanks, fellas. No, David Twain, thank you. Josh Jacobs was honestly my pick for Dark Horse. Maybe even MVP. Uh, Raiders stud running back. Led the league in NFL rushing yards. What a year. Hopefully he gets signed. He stays with the Raiders. Uh, time will tell. Time will tell. The Dynasty Narrative, he says, is DJ Chark suddenly high on the Dynasty radar? Um, not really. You know, He'll be 27 next season, which is probably prime value. But uh, that quarterback situation is interesting to me in Detroit. I don't know what they do with Jared Goff. I don't know what their projected pick is. I'd love to know what that is. Uh, let's see. NFL draft 23 going to look at here. Detroit Lions have the number six pick. They're projected to go DT. Uh, I don't know. I could see them going QB. I, I really know. It's so early to tell. But, you know, Jared Goff didn't necessarily sink the ship. Um, but, you know, we saw what he's capable of in DJ Chark, right? He, he has those big blow-up games. He certainly had more bigger blow-up games than uh, Gabriel Davis this year, but that's probably right about where I would have him, uh, in my opinion. He's not necessarily too high, like he's not cracking the top 20, not even the top 30, not even the top 40, but maybe in that 40 to 50 range, which makes him a viable bench player, flex player week in and week out. Who knows? Maybe he could pop. It's too early to tell. We have to see how things shake out. And unfortunately for a guy like him, first year on a new team, he did fairly well. So, I hope to see him continue that success uh, in the future. But with that being said, not necessarily on my dynasty radar. He's not a buy low. He's not a sell high for me just yet, which kind of keeps me right there in the middle. Mm, I actually disagree with you, man. I Ooh, think let's hear it. he proved everybody wrong this year. Like in that platoon of Detroit wide receivers, obviously Amon Ra's the guy. Jameson Williams, I think, is going to have a bright future. But DJ Chark, man, he was the most surprising and stood out. And he was literally winning weeks. He was winning weeks because he was the last guy on in your lineup and your flex spot. And he was on a one-year contract. And he's relatively young. I think he's like 27 or 28. Um, and, I, like, he could be a number one wide receiver on a team. I honestly believe that. There are teams in the NFL who – their number one wide receiver is like a wide receiver three or four on another team. I think DJ Chark can fill that role. Let me ask you a few questions. Would you be willing to do a few start sits or who would you rather have? Sure. Let me just uh, double check DJ Chark's age. Do you have it up? Yeah, he's 20. He'll be 27 next year. That, dude, he's only 26? <laughs> yeah. Even better. Even better. Okay. Still. DJ Chark or Zay Jones? Zay Jones. Okay. But we have to preface this by we don't know who DJ Chark's going to play for. That's very true. But I'm just saying in general, let's say he stays with the Lions. Let's or okay, he's a wide receiver two with the Lions. Let's say he goes to any NFL team and he'll be a wide receiver two. But let's just kind of preface that. That's DJ fair. Chark I mean, or Zay think, Jones. Like I'm not saying he's going to be our wide receiver one. So wide receiver low end wide receiver two is fair. Yeah, um, DJ Chark or Zay Jones. That's the first one. I would go DJ Chark. Okay, okay, okay. I see you. I see you. Uh, I think I would also 
not go DJ Chark. I'd probably go Zay Jones there. Uh, let's try another one. DJ Chark or Nico Collins, wide receiver for the Houston Texans. They're going to get a number one QB this year. Yeah, I guess they're either getting one of and those. He's 20. You know what? I was like bagging on Houston in my head because like they won that game. But I'm like, whatever. They're going to get Bryce Young or CJ Stroud either way. So I guess it's fine. Um, that's a close one. I really like Nico Collins. And I think he's going to be their number one guy. And that's solidified. I'll go Nico Collins there. Perfect. I'll go Nico Collins as well. Uh, let's and he's younger. More. Two more, two more. DJ Chark or Donovan Peoples Jones? Donovan Peoples Jones. A, okay, I probably go. Uh, I, you know, you want a home run threat? I'll go DJ Chark there. DJ Chark or Alec Pierce, rookie wide receiver this year for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I love me some Alec Pierce, but they, he completely fell off the face of the earth. Um, he really DJ did. DJ Chark. So, what's? I know this is hard to think of, but like, I'm trying to think of a team like that could really use DJ Chark next season. And sure, we're getting into this already. Thanks to like, Dynasty Narrative. You provided 30 um, minutes of content. Like, let's hypothetically say, I mean, even like Chicago, right? If they don't draft a wide receiver or sign one in free eight, I mean, that there you go. Chicago has so much money to spend. Like yes, a team like do. that. Um, look, we haven't seen the pass catchers necessarily succeed with Justin Fields. I mean, uh, the tight end Cole Komet had a lot of success once Justin Fields started playing well, but like we didn't see a wide receiver necessarily step up. I know Darnell Mooney got hurt and all that, but just an empty, a spot where he's going to get a lot of targets, a spot where DJ Chark is going to get eight targets a game or look six to eight targets a game. I think he's going to do big, big things, meaning like a solid wide receiver too for you. There you go. Well, hey, thanks, Dynasty Narrative. We appreciate you coming out. He's been coming out a lot lately, so we appreciate you. Thanks for the question. Uh, if you're listening to this right now, this is your midway point to say, hey, thank you for stopping by. Please be sure to like uh, if you can. It does a lot for us. Jacob, have we come to a conclusion? Are you ready to present to us your – are you ready? Yes. I'm thinking maybe we should clip that DJ Chart clip out. That was – that kind of like came out of nowhere. But anyways, <laughs> go ahead. Let's do it. Let's do it. No, it's the, oh, it's, the stage is yours, my friend. Who was your 2022 Cinderella slash Dark Horse player of the year? Yeah, so it's funny because, you know, we talked about this. We put it in the notes, whatever. Okay, got to choose a guy. First guy that came to my head is the first guy that I chose, and that is Travis Etienne of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, look, he did not finish as an RB1. He did not win you leagues this year he didn't win you championships this year necessarily he helped you out along the way a lot and he did pretty solid for you here i mean one could say he did win you a fantasy championship because he had 23 ppr points in week 17 which was solid and then he had 12 14 and 23 in the fantasy playoffs which was really solid he did not lose you any championship matchups but my point is look he had some inconsistencies he was banged up a little bit but how good are you feeling about Travis Etienne right now if you if you have him on a dynasty team or you're looking at redraft next year? Pretty damn good, I would say. And I'm, I'm saying, like, obviously he was injured last year. So this was – he didn't play at all last year. This is essentially his rookie season. So I, why aren't we comparing him with the other rookie running backs, which we should. I mean, he has a little bit of a leg up. He was in the NFL locker room all last year. He's with Trevor Lawrence. Of course, he has a leg up on some of the rookies. But, you know, it is what it is. He has the same amount of playing time and opportunities in games uh, to games to play as the rookies did this year. So I think uh, we're looking at him now. He finished as wide, uh, running back 17 in full PPR. Um, and he had some real blow up games in the middle of the season. Like if you're looking at week eight and week nine, he had 30 points and 26 points. Those that's a weak winner right there. And even before that 14, 12, 18, like he showed me what he's capable of. And he showed me that his true ceiling is in Austin Eckler. I a hundred percent agree that look, he's very young. He, He's going to be with his boy for the foreseeable future in Trevor Lawrence, who's balling out. The Jacksonville Jaguars are on the rise. They're a great offense. Like Doug Peterson is proving to be a le- like legit head coach. And that coach. His, days in Philly's, his days in Philly weren't a fluke. 
So I, I just feel so good about Travis Etienne, man. Like I'm so happy because I traded for him in the middle of the season and it was a, it was a trade with a lot of pieces and uh, this isn't a dynasty league, but still, it still matters. And like, it really hinged on like him succeeding really made me feel good about that trade. So I just, I love what I've seen from him. And like, look, if you're looking at a guy like Damian Pierce or like Brian Robinson, right? They're, they're really good running backs, but do they have the pass catching ability and elusiveness to reach the ceiling of an Eckler or a CMC? No, ETN does. So that's why I'm so high on ETN and he is my Cinderella slash dark horse slash rising underdog for 2022. It's a great pick. Uh, when you made the Eckler comparison, I was a little nervous because I'm like, well, he just I said stealing. Okay, okay, okay. And and I agree with you now because my forethought process in the beginning was, well, he's not catching passes. He didn't really catch a lot of balls. No, stealing. you're right. He um, um but hey, he- there's potential. There's a he's gotten enough so that there's room to grow. And I will I will take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, and just to add context, look, he had 220 attempts, um, 1,125 yards. He averaged 5.1 yards per carry, five rushing touchdowns. He had 35 receptions for 316 yards, but we know he's great at that. They just have to use You said it was 35? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, next year, dude, if you can take that up into that 50 range, whereas Mm -hmm. that where Eckler and CMC were probably way past that this year. But if you can get him into that 50 55 range, that guy immediately becomes a top five running back next year for yeah. the football team. He does have to kind of avoid the fumbles, though. Uh, he kind of got fumble happy, but they never turned away from him, so that's good. And they traded away James Robinson. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So the stars are aligning for Travis Etienne in Dynasty, and they certainly aligned for him this year on Jacob's roster, which is why Travis Etienne finds himself as Jacob's Dark Horse Player of the Year for not a bad pick, Jacob. Very good. Not a bad pick. Um, man, dude, it's crazy to think that it's already over. It's, it's just, it literally flies by the season does. It, it does, but like, so I play in uh, like some public dynasty leagues, right? And What's like it? those. Are those people pretty like into it? Like they're, they're, they don't die down or they're really into it? Huh? They're too into it um because look they're they're, these are people and i guess i'm one of them um who are going out of their way finding a a little separate i mean oh look fantasy people know about this website apex uh, my fantasy league it's people use it the like the visual of it like basically it's a wet it's on the it's on the it's a website they don't have a people have they do have apps but it's apps that like somebody else made they're like beta apps so like the um the presentation of it is not great (laughs) but it's the same thing like it's you're doing the same thing and anyways these are people who found this website went out of their way to find this website signed up are willing to pay like at least the entry level leagues are 73 dollar buy-in oh you have to pay a deposit for the next season um so and like you can leave the league at the end of the season. They have um, safety nets for all of that stuff. But anyways, like if someone's willing to go out of their way to do all of that, you think they they're into it? Of course they are. So it's it's they're competitive, and you have to prove your identity so people can't have two teams or anything like that. Um, is there a way to co-manage teams? And you have two owners, mm, one team. Technically, I guess not. Tech not literally like on sleeper, but like you could do it. Well, like two we, people could be signed up on the website and we could they could both manage the team. We gave up our only co-managed team this year. So I think that, you know, as a as a first round fantasy podcast, we should at least have a league where we're co-managing a team. Jacob. I agree. And I tried to get you and I know, look, this is the past and not today is the future or right now. Today's <laughs> the present. Today's the present. <laughs> One second from now is the future um, and so on and so on. But I tried to get you to to do that actually before like. A year or two ago. Well, the time wasn't right, but the time is now. So let's 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 set that up. I'd let's love to play it. in a in a dynasty league with you. I think we did fairly well in our first season. We dealt with a lot of injuries, right? Cooper Cup, yeah. Debo Samuel. So 
I think we'd enjoy this one more, a little bit more. Fair enough. I like that. Jacob, you ready to transition into our fantasy MVPs of the 2022 season? Let's do it. Well, I would love none other than to give you the head start, my friend. Who was your fantasy MVP of the 2022 season? So, if you know me, and I'm... Gabe, I'm disappointed in you that I you weren't know, I'm sorry. Able, that you weren't able to guess my fantasy MVP. And I guess like it wouldn't be at the top of your at the top of your head. Like, you know, you wouldn't think this right away. But my fantasy MVP for the 2022 season is CD Lamb, aka CD Bam or CD Damn, because he's been killing it all year. <laughs> all season long. Um, and look, he's a guy who even prior to like, even prior to earning it, everyone was already like anointing him a, a top five guy, like before he ever even like earned it. That's and very true. That scared me a little bit because I like, we've seen it before from players a, in the past. It's a lot of pressure on yeah. him. Right. And it's like if he disappoints, it's going to stand out more because people had such high expectations for him. You know, I love the guy. I roster him. We play in two dynasty leagues together. I roster him in both. I I had him in several redraft leagues. I have him in one of those public dynasty leagues. Normally, the way I play fantasy and I look, everybody has their own way, their own style or their their own uh, philosophy when it comes to certain aspects of fantasy. And one thing for me is like, some people say, Oh, I want to have all the same players on all my teams because I, I don't want to be facing against those guys later on. And I don't, and I just want to root for my guys. Mm -hmm. Some people like me, I like to diversify, diversify my portfolio when it comes to my fantasy team. So I spread the love. I, if I have, you know, Jamar chase in two leagues already, I have, I, I draft somebody else, even though he might be the right choice at that time in the draft. I do that. Wow. We're comes, two peas of the same pod, Jacob. When it comes to CD Lamb, throw all that out the window. Give me him in every single league. I will trade for him in every dynasty league. I want him in our keeper league. If if our league mates are listening, send the offers. Give them to me. I want him in every single league. I'll like. I'll trade anything for him. Like he's my guy, and I I think sky's the limit for him. But look. Before the season started, we talked about narratives that we're looking forward to during the fantasy season. And mine was CD Lamb. I don't know. I forget what yours was. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but mine was CD Lamb. It was just a storyline that we're interested in that com- is compelling to us. Sure. And I for said sure. he's he his expectations on him are super high. He's gonna finish as a top five guy. In full PPR, he finished as the number five wide receiver. And I'm pretty sure. Uh, it might be Justin Jefferson, but I like CD lamb was getting like 11 targets a game, but I, I might be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure he either led the um, league in targets or he must be top two or three. Um, but I, I'm going to have to look into that. But if you look at his game logs, he's getting 10, 11, 12, like it, it rarely ever went um, below nine targets a game. Like he was, he absolutely was. And getting all that love and what do we say about fantasy talent and opportunity he has all the talent in the world he's getting all the opportunity in the world and for me he delivered on the promise that's why he's my fantasy mvp personal reasons i roster him in a ton of leagues but also to me when you he didn't put those expectations on himself we did and I say we as a fantasy community. And he said, all right, you guys are going to put that on me. Let me show you. And he did it. And <laughs> he had a um, he had an interview on, I think it was NBC, the, on the Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry. And he's so cocky. They were like, they asked him, what, uh, what cornerback scares you in the NFL? And he laughed. He said, huh, like, scares me. He said, Nah, and he, and then they were like, "All right, all right. Which cornerback do you respect in the NFL?" He was like, "All right, all right." And then he answered the question. But uh, I just I love the guy. He's awesome. 
Jacob, bring in the passion, dude. I love it. You, you're saying some goodwill hunting lines today. You're giving these beautiful anecdotals of just like these stories throughout the year that summarize the passion you have for fantasy football. And I love it. Did you uh, figure he, out the targets? Yeah. 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 He was fourth in targets with 149. Okay. Justin Jefferson did lead the league with 179. Uh, he had an average of just under 10 targets a game. Justin Jefferson had 11.2. So not too far off, you know, in reality. There, I'm wondering uh, who helped us more in the fantasy playoffs and championships. Well, that's what I was going to allude to. I'll bring up the graphic again. If you had CD Lamb, he gave you three number one wide receiver one finish- finishes in the fantasy playoffs, which certainly guided you to success uh, in the fantasy playoffs, Jacob. So, congratulations to you and your fantasy MVP for the 2022 season, CD Lamb, wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. Not a bad pick, man. Not a bad pick at all. I I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Uh, you ready for mine, though? You enjoy my pick? Uh, not when you say it like that. <laughs> yes, I am ready for yours. <laughs> all right. Let's go ahead and dive into it. I'm not going to wait any longer. My uh, fantasy MVP for the 2022 season was Giants running back Saquon Barkley. Uh, his ADP was 2.4. I'm big on value here. And if you took him in the second round, you were granted with success. He was the ninth RB off the board. He finished better than guys like Swift, Mixon, Cook, Najee, and Taylor, who were drafted in front of him. He was so consistent this year, averaging just under 18 points per game. Uh, and not to mention, the reason why he fell so low is because of this negative connotation that he had with injuries in the seasons prior. And uh, they were non-existent in 2022, which is why he found such success and which why if you took the plunge on him in the second round, you're granted with a great reward. And I toiled between Jonathan Taylor and Josh Jacobs for my fantasy MVP. I didn't want to be too biased to my hometown team. And honestly, I think Josh, uh, Josh Jacobs is the better story, right? But ultimately, you know, this is kind of like the redeeming story in the NFL to well Saquon Barkley battled injuries over the first few years of his career primed up hyped up as a fantasy all-star only to kind of just leave you simmering year in and year out um and he kind of came back to he came back to form in 2022 and you know another reason why is I didn't have any shares of Josh Jacobs this year so I couldn't really vouch for him he was my fantasy MVP and that was Saquon Barkley running back for the New York Giants Jacob what do you think yeah, I don't see how you can argue with that choice, man. I I regretfully um, traded him away in the only league that I had him in, and it was a it was one of those dynasty leagues. And the reason why is like my team was so imbalanced. I had like I had a lot of running backs. I had you know David Montgomery. I had you know Najee Harris. I had it was loaded at running back. And I was like, all right, I can trade him away, and I trade him away for like a wide receiver too before the season started. And I regretted it so much. And uh, so I didn't get any taste of that during this season. Like I literally, in all the leagues I planned, didn't have uh, Saquon Barkley on. See, that's kind of how, yeah. And see, that's another reason why I diversified my portfolio because I don't want to miss out on those. Like every year there's like four or five guys that it's like, they're literally, their ADP compared to what they're doing is like, crazy so they're winning leagues and i don't i hate to miss out on those guys but you still do you still do miss out on these guys no matter how many leagues you play in and uh saquon really proved look he um he wasn't perfect all year he he wasn't necessarily like winning you leagues or winning you matchups all season long but if you drafted him you are not disappointed at all so i think he definitely qualifies for a fantasy mvp yeah, and you know we'll we'll touch on this because we're starting to turn into this dynasty narrative, right? Because it's getting into the off season here. He's going to be twenty six next season, which is you know that's the pinnacle, that's the prime twenty six, twenty seven. What can he do? Can he stay healthy again? And if he is, he's a top five fantasy running back for sure, which is what his finish represented on the year. And There's there a have. possibility that look as long as the injuries that he had in the past don't affect him long term there's a possibility that all that time that he missed 
can play into his longevity, meaning he yeah, has less miles, less tread on the tires because of those all that time he missed. So he could last a little longer like an Eckler. I couldn't agree more. Where is Austin Eckler? I had him on here earlier. Ah, whatever. We'll get to it later. But, yes, all good points, all good thoughts. Saquon Barkley, Gabriel's MVP mm-hmm. of the 2022 NFL fantasy football season. Uh, question over here from the Dynasty Narrative. Back again, is Trevor Lawrence a top six Dynasty Superflex QB? Uh, that depends. Jacob, you like Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence more in Dynasty? Because that's where I have him right now is right on the verge. And to be quite honest with you, there's a world where right now, I wouldn't even say right now. I think I have him over Lamar Jackson, which would be the next one. So my top five probably go Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Who am I forgetting? Yeah, Josh okay, Allen. Okay, so I'm on Fantasy Pros right now, and they have Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. At yeah, number three, he, he wouldn't know. I don't and know. they have Joe, uh, Joe Burrow. So those are probably going to be my four, and Justin Herbert. So Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin oh, Herbert. The, yeah, Herbert's right behind Burrow. So those are the top five. So those are my top four. I don't know if yeah, I'd have. I don't. Hurts I'm not that high on Hurts. I'm not as high on Hurts as most people. Um, and I don't okay. know if I'd have Lamar Jackson. Allen Mahomes there. interchangeable, like. I'd probably go slight Mahomes, slight edge. I think he's going to play longer, or I think he's going to be elite for longer. Um, but then I would go Herbert, number three. Let's see here. And then who do they got? It's a while before they get, ooh, the next quarterback on the rankings after Herbert is Justin Fields. That is yeah, interesting. That's kind of the question I asked. And, and it's right? Lawrence. That's crazy. Whoa, those are the top seven. Um, Jake, are you okay over there? No, I'm surprised because they asked this question, top six, and it's literally like he's on the cusp of the – not that the Fantasy Pros rankings are end-all, be-all, but we look at them as a point of reference, right? So I'm just – wow, that's compelling. I – Well, in my eyes, so look, you gave me your top five, right? In my eyes, I think it's, it's, it's Mahomes, uh, Allen, Burrow, and Herbert. Who yeah. can fit into that fifth spot? I can see Lawrence there because, like you said, I think you mentioned Lamar Jackson. I think he can have a better outlook than Lamar. I think he can have a better outlook than Justin Fields. These are guys who are runners, and typically yeah. they get injured, and typically their careers don't last as long. So, so yes, I would take – honestly, and for Jalen Hurts, maybe purposes, yes. Yeah. Well, hey, that's the dynasty narrative for you. He's looking for that dynasty purpose. So, yes, is Trevor Lawrence a top six dynasty superflex QB? He might yes, be. He is at number six. Not to mention, he's got Calvin Ridley coming back at the young age oh, of twenty nine yeah. next season. So, uh, be on the lookout for that and all the things that they could do wow. in year two of Doug Peterson. Uh, Super great question. Bowl. No, I don't know. <laughs> Well, hey, dude, did we just get through our dark horses and our fantasy MVPs? I believe so, yeah. Well, we got 15 minutes here, man, to talk football, baby. And this isn't fantasy related. We're just doing NFL playoff picks. Let's break it down. Let's talk matchups. I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, And let's get up a little preview here of what the bracket looks like this year. Uh, Man, oh, man, Kansas City and the Philadelphia Eagles are the number one seeds in their respective divisions. But boy, oh boy, do we have some good matchups in the first round. Uh, some of them not so much better than others, but let's break it down. And I want to start with Jacob. Let's start with, with the five and four matchups. And the first one being the San Diego Chargers against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And this is a Jacksonville Jaguars home game as they are the four seed. We got to keep document of this, so I'm gonna go ahead and get it posted and get it ready. Um, but who are you taking in this game, Jacksonville, the home team, or the Los Angeles Chargers? Sorry, I kept saying San Diego. This is interesting, man. Ah, this is tough. This. See, once it gets to playoffs, like I want to watch all of these games. 
Yeah, that's I, the I, best time of the year, man. I seriously want to watch every minute of every single game. And no fantasy implications, no stress. You're just watching good football, baby. Yeah, there's something uh, relieving about that. But I – okay, I'm going to go Chargers. Woo! Okay. I think they're hot okay. right now. Reason? I think, look, I think they're hot right now, and I think it comes down to which quarterback gets it done. And I think Herbert has a little bit more experience. So I'm going with the Chargers. All right, man. I don't know if I'm setting myself up for failure, but I really wanted to do this segment and just disagree with everything. So our results are going to be completely all over the board, which is why I can make a case for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're playing at home. Uh, They are on a hot streak of their own. They just won the division in a game where it needed to happen. They took down the Titans. Hey, Everyone's been talking about Lawrence. He's been on a hot streak. Can he get it done against a pretty average Los Angeles Chargers defense? And your fantasy MVP, or Dark Horse, I should say, Travis Etienne, can he get it done against one of the most atrocious run defenses in the league? I think Jacksonville can pull it out at home here. Trevor Lawrence, he wins his first game. And on the other side of the ball, we have to acknowledge that Mike Williams hurt himself last week with a back injury. There's a good possibility that he might be injured, uh, waiting prognosis here. But things don't so. Look this is well. also Justin Herbert's first playoff game, too. Oh, we'll see. There you go. And I think I think Thor pulls it out. So I'm going Dags. Jacob is going the Chargers. You know what's funny about this? It's um. So a little side. Oh no, no, never mind. Go ahead, go ahead. And these are just picks, by the way. These are just picks. Yeah. Sound good? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, you ready for the next matchup? Yep. Let's see. We're gonna take it. We're gonna stay in the AFC. Let's break down those games first, and let's do the six seed Baltimore Ravens headed in to Cincinnati to take on the Joe Burrow led. Who do you have, Jacob, in this matchup? Or, you know what? You went first. I don't want to give you the average, you know, the the pressure to go first in every single one. Okay, but I'm saying I'm not going to disagree with you on every single one. Just saying. No, 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 no. And I wouldn't hope that you would. I am trying to, but some of these I just can't. Yeah. We'll get to the Raiders. We'll get to the Niners and Seahawks in a little bit. But uh, Bengals and Ravens, I think Joe Burrow gets it done. You know, um, what is it? What's his name? The other guy who's been injured. Lamar Jackson. This is going to be the first time we probably see him in what has it been? Four weeks? Five weeks? And they're heading into Cincinnati. Cincinnati's been on a roll of their own lately. You know, cool Joe Burrow is just as cool as the other side of the pillow, man. I think he gets it done and beats the Ravens in home. Joe Burrow. So that is my pick. I'm going Bengals here. Jacob, what about you? Yes, I have to go with the Bengals, man. I honestly like Joe Burrow. He's such he's such a cool quarterback. Like I don't know, he's just he's just got so much swag, and I vibe with that. So I'm a, you vibe with that. I love it. Dude. I, I vibe with that. So um, I'm going Joe Burrow, and like I just I do not like the situation with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Like it it makes me feel icky that he's playing without his contract like it really makes me feel icky and i know that's not the raven's fault necessarily or well his fault. you know he represents himself he doesn't have an agent so yeah and i heard his mom situation. like negotiates his contracts or something but nothing wrong with that they want to keep all the saying, money in the family man i get it um and i don't who knows if that's the key factor in and all this but like i'm just worried that he's gonna get that he's gonna sustain an injury that that's going to hurt him from getting what he deserves. Well, you know, that could be this. Now we're going strange conspiracy theories here, but that could be a reason why he's been out so long. People were saying he could have. Oh, for sure. But maybe he's holding himself out once they knew they were in the playoffs. If he has a chance to win, like, look, any team can win. Any team that gets in, you have a chance to win. Sure. So I believe he's going to play his heart out in the playoffs for sure. All right. Well, there you have it. We're both going Bengals here. Let's stay in the AFC. We're looking at the Miami Dolphins squeaking in by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin, or I guess finny-fin-fin, 
They head to <laughs> Buffalo to take on Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Um, and likely, I don't know, we have to figure out, is this a Tua game or not? Because this is kind of the world that we live in now. Does Tua play? Can we get an update on that before we make these decisions? Like, what's the prognosis with him? Um, yeah, I'm looking into it right first. now. But even then. Still up in the air. Even then. I think I still go Buffalo Bills here. So I'm going Bills at home. So far, I'm taking all the home teams, which I don't know if you remember, but last year, I think in the first round, like half of the home teams lost their first round matchup. But good for us. Mm. We have the other side of the bracket to talk about. So maybe that's where these things happen. Yeah. So Mike McDaniel said they're still taking it day by day. So, okay. My so long lost, my long lost older brother, Mike McDaniel, said, they're taking it day by day. You guys do kind of look alike. Anyways, who's your pick, Jacob? Dolphins and Bills. You know, I, I'm going with the Bills. <laughs> I you hyped it up like it was gonna be just something. You know, There's no way. Come on, I love I love you, big bro, Mike. But I can't. If, if Tua plays, it's just man, he hasn't been the same. He hasn't been the same for some time. Yeah. So it's it's sad. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't agree. So, so far, the only difference we have here right now is that Jags and Chargers game. Let's see if the other side of the bracket disif- uh, differs our opinions anymore, starting with the 5-4 and four matchup. The Dallas Cowboys head into Tampa Bay to take on the GOAT himself, Tom Brady. Who are you picking, Jacob? I went first the last two times, so I will give you the pick here. Are you picking the Cowboys and Dak Prescott company, or are you picking Brady and the Bucks? What do you got? This is interesting. Good for you, NFL. You get America's this, team. This game is on Monday night, by the way, too. You get America's team against Tom Brady, the GOAT boat. Um, good for you, NFL. This is what you always dreamed of. But I think <laughs> – this is a nice story. Um, Brady's been putting it together, getting in with an eight and nine record. I think the gas, he's out of gas. I think the Cowboys are taking this. All right, there we go. We differ again. You don't discount the go. Brady gets it done. We see the Cowboys. Can Brady find a way to get it done? I think he does. I'm going Bucks here, just playing devil's advocate. But I also think they have a good chance to win. I just – I love home field advantage in the playoffs, and I get it. I know that it doesn't mean everything. These teams are incredible. They're all amazing. That's why they're in the playoffs. Um, but, you know, you're talking about a good narrative. What you want to see Brady just keep going one more time? I don't think he makes it to the Super Bowl. Don't get me wrong. But I think he makes it out of the first round. So I'm going with the Bucks. Jacob going with the Cowboys. I love it. Let's continue on. Let's see the six versus three seed. New York Giants started off as the hottest team in the NFL, crawled their way into playoff talks. Same thing with the Minnesota Vikings, one of the hottest teams in the NFL, sputtered out towards the end. So two teams that really have no momentum going into the fantasy play or going into the NFL playoffs. Um, I guess I can go here. Who comes out on top? The New York Giants or the Minnesota Vikings? I'm taking the new – or no, I'm not. I'm taking the Minnesota Vikings here. I think they get it done. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, who hasn't been himself lately. Um, I think they find a way to kind of just control this game. And not to mention they have like the best record when it comes to one-score games in a single season. So I think they close it out here in prime time uh, when it matters the most in the playoffs. I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings, Jacob. This is the one that I'm most unsure of, especially because what <laughs> the average of points that Vikings win games by is like less than three points. Um, and so they, they can lose any given week to anybody, but I really think this comes down to Justin Jefferson. He's the best player on the field. He's going to make the biggest impact. I love Saquon Barkley, but the the Giants aren't going to be able to keep up with JJ. So, um, 
Look, it's very close to me, but I'm saying JJ's the difference maker, so I'm going with the Vikings. Damn, damn, damn. Okay, cool. So, again, we haven't differed too much, but these are playoff picks. We're seeing how they add up towards the end yeah. of the playoffs, right? So we could have a very similar score, but obviously these games where we're opposing each other are going to make big differences. And am I ballsy enough with this next game? Let's look at the last one to round us out. It's the Seattle Seahawks who made it in last night. Uh, they go back to San Francisco where they've been uh, they've been handled before and they face the hottest team coming into the playoffs with Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy. Jacob, I'll start with you. No bias here, okay? Who takes it home and goes on to the next round? The Seattle Seahawks or the San Francisco 49ers? Look, so... People might say, oh, Niners got this in the bag. Like, they beat the Seahawks twice this year. It's, you know, they're going to kill them. I I wouldn't, you know, be so quick to say that. But, look, I'm going with the 49ers. But this is not going to be easy. The Seahawks play us hard every time we play. Division The division rivalry thing is true. Like, no matter how well a team is playing, whether they could be, you know, two and 12, but you play your division rival, they're going to play it tough and it's not going to be easy. And I really like what I've seen from Geno Smith this year. I think Geno Smith as like a dynasty super flex option is an interesting conversation, but besides the point, uh, the 49ers look, they're the heavy favorite. Everybody is going to take them. So it's, uh, you got to go with the Niners in this one. It's at home. They're they won ten in a row. It's like their their team is overwhelmingly stacked. Like it's just not fair. So yeah, it's yeah. just not fair. Uh, Geno Smith. He I was looking it up because I heard it yesterday. He broke a, a Seattle Seahawks franchise record uh, for most single season passing yards. Obviously, he did it with an extra game, right? So you can't really. You know, but that just goes to show. And even his MVP seasons, Russell Wilson was outmatched by a guy who played one game more than him. So, congrats to him. It's a good story. It's good for the NFL. It's probably the best uh, matchup in terms of just like these guys are too well known because New York and Minnesota and the Bengals and Cincinnati. But as far as like us local cats, we've always known about the Seahawks and Niners rivalry. Oh, yeah, it's a big game for, like, people in California, yeah. People in California, people in Seattle, people on the West Coast in general. I think they know. But I'm sure in Cincinnati, like, that is a huge culture to them. Like, Cincinnati, that's it. Look, Bills-Dolphins is a division game. Ravens-Bengals. I mean, dude, these are some great matchups. Cowboys-Bucks, like. They are. They are indeed. And I am not. I'm not going to stray from the pack here. I didn't want to be too ballsy because I do want to beat you in the end. I am going San Francisco here. You mentioned it at the top. They are just the best team in fantasy or in folks. I'm in fantasy mode. Uh, they are the best team in football. And fantasy cool. football? No, I don't know. No, probably not. And fantasy football. But they are the best team in football, and they're just overwhelming, man. But I will say this: if we're talking about scores projections here, I don't know if it's going to be this massacre that we think it might be. It could be a close game. Playoffs are the playoffs, and the best come to play. So uh, there you have it. Where did we differ? Where we both picked San Francisco to beat uh, Seattle. We both picked the Vikings to beat New York. I went with the Bucks. Jacob went with the Cowboys. We both went with the Bills to beat the Dolphins. Uh, Bengals and Ravens, we both went Bengals. And the Los Angeles Chargers and the Jacksonville Jaguars, I went with the Chargers. Or I went with the Jags, I'm sorry. And Jacob went with the Chargers. And the stage is set, Jacob. I'm excited for our playoff bracket here, man. Um, and good luck to you. Good luck to you. Absolutely. Right. So wait, how many different different choices did we have? Uh, there were, let's see, one. Well, how many games are there? There's six. There's six games. So there's six choices. And we only differed on two of them. So okay. we're only going to either be yeah. down by two. Going keep track of this, yeah. yeah I, got, I got it in the notes, man. I'm keeping track of it. Yeah. Um, but hey. We don't want to just leave the people out who have been helping us this whole time. Uh, I got Chargers versus Cowboys. I don't know what that means. Oh, you mean like moving on? I think they mean – well, that's an NFC. Oh, for the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, yeah. 
Oh, wow. My man. Hey, if it comes true, props to you, bro. We got to remember that you said that. If We'll we'll come back to that. Yeah. yeah you got now. Hey, that just means you got to come back to defend yourself each week. Okay. And with that being hey, said, Jacob, LA versus Dallas. Now that the playoffs are set, who is your Super Bowl matchup? Because that's a perfect segue into our last question of the day. Super Bowl matchup, baby. Who is it? And there can be a little bias here. Go ahead. Look, I'm not. Even if I wasn't a Niners fan, is it crazy to choose the 49ers? It's like, not. It's, it's not. Yeah. It's not. Um, and it has nothing to do with my two Reno tickets um, for the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. But anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going Niners in the uh, in the NFC and. I think it's gonna be Niners Chiefs reunion, baby. Wow. And that scares the hell out of me. But Niners Chiefs. That'll be a great game for sure. And I don't differ too far. If, I got if they lose to the Chiefs again in the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes is sworn enemy number one. Just saying. <laughs> uh, I too have the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl, but they're not facing the San Francisco Niners. Again, I you know, this is completely biased. I want the story. I want the greatness. I want the best to be there. And I think Tom Brady can make it back. So I'm, I'm being a little ballsy here. And just for the fun of the game. Because we're not we're not marking anything down. Bucks here. and Chiefs reunion? Bucks and Chiefs. It's going down. And I think the Chiefs win it all. I think the Chiefs win it all. There's no doubt about it there. Um, but, hey, good stuff. Those were our playoff brackets. For the first week of the playoffs, which starts Saturday, it's going to be fun. We hope you enjoy the ride, and we hope you enjoyed the ride today. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for listening. Be sure to drop a like. It helps us so, 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 so much. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at First Round Fantasy. You can find us here where you're looking at our faces on YouTube at First Round Fantasy or wherever you listen to your podcast, most notably Spotify or Apple Premium. It's been fun. It's been real. It's been a great end to the 2022 season. Uh, and you might find us here next week as we talk playoff picks. I think it's going to be fun to keep track of. We're not going to be doing our regular shows for the time being uh, as we enjoy the playoffs. We think all of you should enjoy your fantasy seasons, the successes that you've had, the failures that you've had. Just relax and enjoy some football when it matters the most, the playoffs. It's going to be a fun ride, but we appreciate the ride that you've gone on us with us this year. We hit 500 this year, Jacob. What a milestone. What a milestone. And we hope to grow so, so, so much more, and we couldn't do it without you. Any final thoughts on the 2022 season, Jacob? Yeah, look, I do want to say um, I'm so just happy to hear that DeMar Hamlin is improving. Ah. Honestly, um, that like warms my heart to see that, you know, he's Skyping with the team. He's tweeting now. It's like it could have gone such opposite direction. And I, I'm i sure we were all thinking this. Gabe and I kind of talked about this. It's like I don't want someone to like lose their life playing a game that we play a game about, you know, like it's like it seems so silly. Um, so that look, that was a. I think that's going to leave a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths uh, for the end of this season. But look, don't be bitter about it. Look, we all had to figure out what to do about splitting up money and who's the champion this year. Everybody let it go. The important thing is the man's health. And I just want people to look, we can remember what happened, but let's not go into the 2023 fantasy season mad about that situation. All right. It happened. We dealt with it. It's done. And let's move on. And look, it it has never happened before. So, like, as far as affecting fantasy championships that much. So, uh, it's probably not going to happen again. So, let's get back to it next year and uh, come strong. And I just want to say I love fantasy football. I love everybody who plays fantasy football. It's a beautiful thing. It, it keeps people together. It brings people together. It sustains friendships. There are friendships that are literally saved, built, created based on fantasy football. It's a beautiful thing in this world. And we need to like embrace those things that bring us together as people. So fantasy football is amazing. Thank you all for all your viewership this year. Love you guys. Well, Jacob, uh, 
as I said, you've been you've been speaking very passionately all day, and obviously we couldn't. Uh, I didn't. I I didn't want to say that I didn't want to talk about it, uh, but we're clearly a week removed from that situation. Yeah. But yes, positive vibes uh, to the family of Demar Hamlin. Glad Absolutely. that he's doing better. Um, and also, Jacob, great thoughts on everything else about fantasy <laughs> football. It is a game that revolves around a game, and sometimes we treat these players like pawn pieces in our little mastermind heads because we're our little own we're living out our own you know madden nfl franchises with things like dynasty and redraft and all that um but it is just a game but it is a game that culminates all of those things that you just talked about and uh, again we're excited to talk about it we're going to definitely be bringing you some dynasty content over the off season sooner than you think um but i think it's important to note that we're going to take a little bit of a break but we will be back. I think we still will be back next week to talk playoff picks, just to post that and you know get everyone's thoughts and opinions on that. But yeah, you're going to see a lot of random videos from us. Um, <laughs> also, we're going to be putting out a lot more shorts. Look, we we started doing more shorts, and then the Demar Hamlin thing happened. I think it kind of just we didn't want to post anything for a while until we knew that he was going to be okay. But um, the short game is going to be coming strong. <laughs> Well, there you have it, folks. Again, thank you for an awesome 2022 season. We couldn't have asked for it to be better, and we can't wait to grow with you and just have fun with you in not a weird way in 2023. Yes, we're only talking about fantasy football here. Enjoy the playoffs. Enjoy football in general, and enjoy your family, folks. We'll see you next time here on the First Round Fantasy Podcast. Peace. 